Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Flip Switch, the Bipolar and Depression Connection, brought to you by the Child and Adolescent Bipolar Foundation, that's C-A-B-F, www.bpkids.org on the web. Um, my name is Chris, I'm your host, and with me today is... Phil. Hey Phil, how's high school going? It's alright, pretty good. Pretty good, I heard I heard uh, you took your SATs recently. Yeah, I think I did pretty well on that. Of course you did, you're a smarty pants. Yes. <laughs> Phil, do you know what our, our email here is that people can get in touch with us at? It is flipswitch at bpkids.org. You can also leave a comment directly on the website. Just go to www.bpkids.org slash flipswitch and you'll go right to our podcast page. And you can look at the list and comment on any episode you want. What are we talking about today, Phil? We are talking about support groups. Now... Support groups are a big deal in the world, in the world of mental health in general, but also especially the world of mood disorders. Because when you think mood disorder, you think that's when people are their most upset. There are certain types of disorders you can have where you got some anxiety, but you're not down in the dumps so bad. But when you're talking about extreme depression or the uh, severe depression that follows a mania, we're talking about really, really down and need support. So support groups are big now. Phil, what is a support group? A support group is when people with a similar problem come together and they talk about it. That's right. It's pretty right. I mean, it's just like the classic thing you've probably seen on TV a million times where people come together and they say, we have a problem and let's talk about our problem and all that. But it's not just that. There's many things a support group does. Do you know how support groups really got started? No, I, I don't. Support groups... What is special about them? Why is that group important versus any other type of group? Why not just seven randomly chosen people? Well, I think when you have a certain problem and you think you're the only person with that problem, it's a lot worse. So when you find out that there's other people with the same problem, it makes you feel a lot better. And so you want to talk about it with them. That's roughly correct. Yeah. I mean, again, there's other things that a support group does. I mean... For instance, let's say let's say you have an SAT support group. Well, you wouldn't just come there to talk about how stressful the SATs are. You would also want to converse and say, what is your strategy for doing better on the SATs? Or you uh, you would say, um, what what did you avoid to do better on the SATs? Um, you know, what if you didn't do well on the SATs, how did you deal with that type of thing? Um, that, that would be a, an example of an SAT group where everybody comes together, they're all going to take this test, or they're all dealing with studying for the test somehow, and they figure out, you know, from each other how things can go. Um, that would be a non-mental health SAT group, I guess. A study group is what they would call it, but it is actually a form. Now, the thing about the, the uh, support group that you'll notice is there is no, quote, leader or expert would be a better word. Um, you know what I mean by that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just like maybe someone who has all the knowledge about that. Well, you know, these groups have been uh, defined as expertless. So, like, there's no doctor at the top of it leading the whole thing, right? Oh, okay, yeah. But I would actually reverse that. I would say it's expertful, which, by which I mean uh, everybody has the problem. And by definition of the fact that they have that problem, they are an expert at it. Um, meaning they could probably tell somebody who doesn't have it a lot about it that they would never know and they could tell a doctor who studied it a lot that doctor can't really know because they don't they've never truly had to deal with it you know how support groups got started 
Uh, nope. Support groups got started. Um, the first one was a little-known group. It's actually been around for a long time, but the first big one anybody had ever heard of was this small group, and I think it was in Ohio, called Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. It's a very small organization. It's a joke, by the way. You should have laughed. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm funny. Hello. <laughs> Basically, what happened was, back in the day, if you were an alcoholic, they would say to you, stop drinking. You need to stop drinking or your liver will shut down. You'll die. And the people who were alcoholics would say, okay, how do I do that? And they go, stop drinking. Okay, but it's not quite that simple. And the doctor would say, sure it is. Just stop drinking. And, of course, the people were right. There's a little bit more to it. Because now, not only are you not drinking, you have to fight the craving to drink. You have to deal with people sober, which is not easy when you've spent a long time not dealing with people sober. You have to figure out ways that you've developed to kind of get your way that you don't realize you're doing. Lots of things go into it. And what they said, well, you know, these doctors aren't helping us out because they don't really know what to, what to do, so we better figure out between ourselves what to do. And they developed this group, and it became very popular because it worked. And then that group kind of expanded to other types of groups, like Narcotics Anonymous, and then all the way up until today, where you have groups for virtually anything you can think. In fact, in some respects, some people get angry at that because they say, you know, there's now Nail Biters Anonymous. Well, is that something really that big a deal? But I would say if it's something you want to deal with, sure. So the same is true for mood disorders. I have bipolar disorder. I need uh, to know what it's like, what I can do in this world with people who have the same issue. I go find people with that disorder group somewhere in my community. We meet and we talk about whatever, right? Roughly, what we're going to talk about is there are two major types of groups, for our purposes anyway. There is the online group and there's the in-person group. Can you tell what those might be, Bill? Yeah, I have an idea. What is it? Something that's on the internet, something in person. <laughs> you're, you see, no wonder you're going to do well in those SATs. That's exactly right. Later this week, we're going to interview somebody who actually runs online support groups for an organization, and she'll tell us about what goes into running a group, what goes into the pitfalls sometimes, things you have to be on the lookout for, what makes a good group. And then coming up, our own very own Amy Lynn has used support groups herself, and she will tell us a little bit about her experiences in different support groups, and that should be interesting. And as well, we're going to revisit a, a person we talked to a while back who lives in California and started her own support group on her campus. Now, why would you want to start a support group, Phil? So these people sort of figure out a solution to the problem, I guess? Well, uh, more basically, you, you would like say, one of the things to do, one of the people, things people always ask is, how do I find these support groups? And it used to be really hard before the internet because, you know, you would have to coordinate all these people to get together, and people have different schedules, and then you would post a uh, thing on a flyer. And especially if you lived in a very small town, which a lot of people do, if it's like a town of a thousand people, good luck finding a specific group for you. Even more important, good luck finding a specific group for you that is anonymous. And that is one of the good things about a lot of these groups. They kind of have a privacy thing going. That has been kind of expanded greatly with online groups. And these days it's hard to kind of, if, if you can't find a group in your area, it's not there, you can create it. And that's what this girl in California did. She said, look, they don't have a group for people with uh, bipolar disorder on my campus, so I'm going to be the one who makes it. 
everybody thinks they can't do that, but there are organizations all across America that will help you do that very thing. Uh, the one I can think of is Active Minds. Active Minds will, uh, Active Minds, uh, which you can find on the web, actually supports people opening chapters of Active Minds on their campus, which helps not just coordinate certain types of support groups, but also helps kind of just fight stigma against mental health. So that's an important part of it. Oh man, midterms are right around the corner. I've got to figure out a way to get home for Thanksgiving. I've got to break out the winter clothes. Got to check in with my support group and psychiatrist. Oh, there's just so much to do. <laughs> oh no, you again. Yes, it is me, the genie flip switch. You know they're still looking for you for breaking in my dorm room last time, right? Never mind that, Amy Lynn. On top of all your plans for the coming winter, you've forgotten the most important one of all. Seriously, dude, you gotta get out of- wait, what? November is a big month for Flip Switch, as our parent company, the Child Not Less by Polar Foundation. CBF, yeah, I know. This month, CBF is participating in the Pepsi Refresh Project, giving them a huge opportunity to win funding. Really? How does that work? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, little Amy Lynn. Pepsi is helping sponsor a worthy organization that helps the community. All you have to do is vote once a day throughout the month of November for CBF at RefreshEverything.com. And there are three ways to vote. You can vote directly at the Pepsi site at RefreshEverything.com. You can look for CBF Pepsi Refresh page and vote on Facebook. Or, for those of you with nimble fingers, you can text the number 104174 to the number 73774 on your cell phone. All count as votes, and you need to vote once a day throughout the month. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll definitely vote for CABF and the Pepsi Refresh Project every day in November. I prefer the Facebook option myself. Now seriously, I'm going to call the cops if you don't leave. But there's even more, Amy Lynn. I so don't care. Just get out of here now. Seriously, you're really kind of creepy. You can win an iPad, too. You have no right to be in my... Wait, what? An iPad? For real? Okay, tell me more. Sign up for daily reminders to vote at bpkids.org slash pepsi. You'll be entered in a contest to win one of three iPads CABF is giving away. Oh, really? Indeed. In order to help get out the vote, CABF is promising to give away an iPad if they win the Pepsi Refresh Project. What's that site again? Oh, I can see I've got your attention now, Amy Lynn. That site is bpkids.org slash pepsi. When you sign up, CABF will enter you into a contest to win an iPad and send you daily reminders to vote for CABF in the month of November for the Pepsi Refresh Project. Sounds easy enough. It is! And you can help CABF continue its great work in helping youth fight against depression and bipolar disorder. Great. Anything else? Nope, that's pretty much it. Good, because security's here. Take them away, boys. You're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. Hey, hey, get off me! Quit. Hey! Remember to vote for Sammy up in the Pepsi Refresh Project in November. BPKids.org slash Pepsi. Go to bpkids.org slash Pepsi to learn more. When you think of support groups, how, how large do you think they generally are? I would think that there may be a group of about 20 people, a dozen to two dozen maybe. In the larger ones, that's true. So like if you consider Alcoholics Anonymous, which some people don't, because it's now, it's kind of what's called a 12-step model, and it is uh, its own thing, but it does have the elements of a support group, and those groups tend to be pretty large, but they can be small too. 
But the average support group ranges probably anywhere from, I would say, 8 to, you know, 16 people, maybe. Optimally, around 8 to 10 is, is the best. There's something about getting above that number. It gets hard to manage. It is what it is. Now, let's say, let's put it this way. What would you do? Let's say tomorrow Phil finds out he has some issue that he he was not he didn't know anything about and he has to go find people that he he's heard that a support group can help him with his problem what would you do what would be your first step um i would probably go online see if they you can access them on the internet and if i find them i would go to their one of their meetings and then would you now would you want to do an online support group because you can do them online now too Oh, okay. so you actually talk online. You talk online. Not really a chat room, but a lot, a lot of them have like message boards. I guess you okay. could do a chat room too, but um, the common one is message boards and uh, email threads. Um, but now let's say, which would you prefer? It, hearing that, which would you prefer, in person or online? You know, I think I would prefer online. Why because, is that? Uh, I guess... I can sort of stay back away from the um I don't want to like show my face maybe just want to the anonymity yeah yeah um that's actually that has a double-edged sword because it can be kind of bad at certain points if you're avoiding but um yeah that's pretty good uh that that is kind of the big revolution in online stuff is that it used to be you had to schedule a support group and let's say your support group meets once every two weeks and you have a problem the day after the group meets, well, that's two weeks, you gotta wait. Now it's more like any time of day or night, just go on the email thread, talk to my group of people, and they can say, yeah, I've been dealing with something similar to that, or I've dealt with something like that, and um, you can find support for it. And that exists in lots of different places. But the anonymity thing is true as well. So when you go to support group, especially if you live in a small town, everybody's gonna know um, sooner or later, somehow. And online, that's less true. Or it's, it's very hard to know because there's just too many people online to know, really. So what else would you do? I like that point about I can address my problem or what I've been through at any time in an online support group. So uh, if it was like that, I would try to figure out what I can do on a day-to-day basis then if I was in an online support group and talk with them. What would you be scared about? Failure. What do you mean failure? I guess I would be afraid of them not being able to help me that it's not working and might even make it worse to some extent those are valid fears and the thing i've learned about support groups is that they're very much like medication in the sense that you can't go in thinking that it's all or nothing in other words just like medication may not take the first time or it may cause some side effects that you have to switch the medication you don't go well that medication didn't work nothing will work support groups are very similar it's like well look that support group really wasn't for me i'm gonna go find this other one you find the other one and it's a perfect fit the last thing you do in the world is hopefully give up so uh support groups are very much the same way and it's not always easy sometimes there's friction between people and everybody has their own personality but that's real life as well that's not a necessarily a bad thing i could imagine that being a big problem where a person would want to give up after the first support group doesn't work because they assume that you know, all the other support groups are going to be like that. So uh, I do believe that a person should keep trying. And you ever started a study group at your school? You know, some people have tried online study groups where they post. Does it work? 
Nah, people get lazy. They end yeah. up not posting. And that that actually is a good point because that happens with support groups sometimes, and it's a factor on whether a you choose a certain support group or it's a factor in whether you leave one because sometimes they're going good for a while and then they just kind of fizzle out. And again, it's not it's nothing against you. It's just that's the nature of the world sometimes. And that doesn't mean you go, well, that support group didn't work. It's all over. It's no, just go find another one or start another one if you have to. It's not easy. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. What kind of questions are in your mind about support groups in general? I'm thinking that you might not know a whole lot about them, Phil. Um, I would like to know what they're trying to get out of that meeting every time they meet. Do they have a certain goal set up for this week where... First, we'll address the problem, and then next week, we'll figure out ways to solve the problem. Is it like that, or? Some, I mean, support groups are kind of like ice cream. There's different flavors, uh, and certain groups will be more formal, and they'll say, we're going to have a speaker, we're going to have somebody talk about stuff, and then we'll focus on this general area topic. But some groups are like, look, anybody got anything to talk about this week? And that'll be it. And that's kind of how they go. There's usually a senior member of the group. Somebody has been in it a while or somebody who's kind of dealt with issues a little bit more than the other. But the thing we know about support groups is ultimately they have helped tons of people. It's not a cure-all, but it helps. And one thing I would stress above all else is most people have support groups in general. They just call them their friends. And... Uh, support groups as we're talking about are more formal so a lot of people get creeped out by going to a support group because hey that's a bunch of people with problems i don't want to be a problem person but i don't think that's the right way to look at support groups support groups are made up of people dealing with issues and everybody's dealing with something um or if you're human yeah because i've always wondered especially like in the movie fight club when edward norton goes all those support groups it seems like what they're doing is they're just pouring their problems out and I'm wondering, is it just a sort of ease some stress, or are they trying to... Right, well, it's been known in psychology for a long time, all the way from Freud to some extent, that when you kind of let go and, and get stuff out in the real world, you can deal with it better. So if it's in my head, it's actually, for lack of a better term, it's there's parts of it that aren't real. And so it's like anything in your imagination, it's much worse. But if you get it out, at least it's out there. And sometimes people just need to tell their story, and that's there's value in that. You know, one of the issues with uh, between lots of girlfriends and boyfriends is one of them will say something, and the other will say, "Why don't you just do this?" But they're not asking for a solution; they're asking just to be heard, and that's important. It's important just to tell your story and to be heard. Um, by the way, that's an R-rated movie. How did you see it? Uh. Yeah, I don't know. How did they let you in the theater? No, that was a. I actually watched it on DVD. Ah. Uh, yep. Okay, so we need to increase the restrictions on DVDs now. <clears throat> Miners oh. are getting a hold of a Fight Club. Wow, oh, there's Grand Theft Auto. You got to take care of that. <laughs> Touche. All right, we'll be talking about that this week. If you have any comments, Phil's going to be posting a blog. It'll be interesting. Um, we're going to get an update from Phil on what happened to his project and that'll be interesting alright guys if you have any questions you can email us at flipswitch at bpkids.org or if you have any comments you can just go online at www.bpkids.org slash flipswitch leave us a comment we'll respond thanks thanks